Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where I challenge you to expand your perspective on how to achieve a successful life through motivational lessons, reflections, and interviews with other motivated minds. What is up? Welcome to episode 222. Thanks so much for listening. It means so much to me. If I've brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. Let me know what you want to hear more of, and please be sure to share the podcast. I'm truly grateful for your support. Thank you. Almost 500 of you are part of my Facebook group, motivated minds. And for some time, I felt as if something was missing. Direct real-time interactions, limiting the ability to create a true community, a place where each of you can interact with each other and myself real-time. So I'm changing that. Each of you are officially invited to my free Discord group, Motivated Minds. This will replace the current Facebook group and create a platform to bring this podcast community together in real time. It will enable me to interact with each of you real time for more in-depth conversations. To kick off this new Discord group, I'm doing a giveaway. I'm giving away a five-minute journal and a productivity planner bundle worth $53 from Intelligent Change. Here's what you need to do to enter. Click the link in my show notes to join the Discord group. Drop into one of the channels and introduce yourself. Who are you and what you're looking to get out of this community? That's it. This giveaway will be ending July 15th, so make sure to enter. See you all in the group. Our bodies need fuel just like a vehicle. Fatigue is a common occurrence for most individuals. So common, in fact, that one in five American adults say the symptom has interfered with their everyday life. Most of the time, fatigue can be traced to one or more of our habits or routines. It's also commonly related to depression. So how can we increase our energy? What are some practices we can deploy daily to boost our energy levels? Number one, get sunlight. Sunlight helps boost a critical chemical in our brain, serotonin. And the reason serotonin is so critical is that it gives us more energy, helps keep us calm, positive, and focused. Decreased sun exposure has been associated with a drop in our serotonin levels, which can lead to major depression with seasonal pattern. The light-induced effects of serotonin are triggered by sunlight that goes in through our eyes. The sunlight cues special areas in our retina, which triggers the release of serotonin. So, we're more likely to experience this type of depression in the wintertime when the days are shorter. Due to this connection, one of the main treatments for depression with seasonal pattern is light therapy, which is also known as phototherapy. Anxiety-related disorders and panic attacks have also been linked with changing seasons and reduced sunlight. So how can we make sure we're getting sun and enough sun? 
Start the day by opening the blinds. Stand out on your porch or deck in the morning. Stand in front of a window. Go for a walk. Sit outside while working. Now, some of you may be wondering, when should I take advantage of the sun? First thing in the morning. Getting sun lets our body know that it's time to wake up and get moving. But the other advantage to getting sun in the morning is that the intensity of the light is at its lowest. And as the day progresses, specifically between the hours of 11 a.m. and 4 p.m., the amount of solar radiation is at its greatest. Another little fun fact that most people fail to realize, it's only the early morning sun from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. that helps generate vitamin D. As I mentioned earlier, we can each participate in our own phototherapy throughout the day. If the sun is behind clouds or specifically in the morning, you can get a light therapy box to have at home for this reason. The light from the box mimics natural sunlight that stimulates the brain to make serotonin and reduces excess melatonin. Melatonin induces sleep. What's also interesting, a study that followed 30,000 Swedish women revealed that those who spent more time in the sun lived six months to two years longer than those with less sun exposure. So in summary, always take the opportunity each day to go outside, especially in the morning to get our bodies moving. Just 20 minutes outdoors is enough to feel more alive. This gives us a great energy boost. Number two, walk briskly and think fast. What do you think is more effective to boost your energy? A cup of coffee or going for a walk? If you said coffee, you'd be incorrect. Going for a walk when we're tired is a more effective energy boost than grabbing a cup of coffee. And that's because walking increases oxygen flow through our body. It also can increase key chemical levels that help to elevate our energy. A study done by researchers at Johnson & Johnson found that after a 90-minute walking meeting, employees felt more energized, more focused on their jobs, and even more engaged with colleagues in the company. Another benefit of walking is that it can help with our mental health. Studies show it can help reduce anxiety, depression, and a negative mood. It can also boost self-esteem and reduce symptoms of social withdrawal. Walking also helps clear our head and helps us think creatively. A study that included four experiments compared people trying to think of new ideas when they were walking or sitting. And researchers found participants did better while walking, specifically while walking outdoors. The researchers also concluded that walking opens up a free flow of ideas and is a simple way to increase creativity and get physical activity 
at the same time. And we're not talking about a little boost in creativity here. We're talking about a 60% increase in creative thinking. Here's the icing on the cake to all of this. The average American worker sits for about nine hours a day. That's about six hours longer than we should be sitting. And some researchers have shown that people who sit for more than six hours a day are about 40%, 40% more likely to die within the next 15 years than people who sit for less than three hours a day. If that doesn't convince you to get up and walk, I don't know what will. So, what should we target for an optimal walk to take advantage of all of this? Ideally, we should aim for about 30-minute brisk walks or moderate intensity exercise a day or more to improve or maintain our overall health, spark creativity, and boost our energy. Now, this 30 minutes should be our target, our goal. But if you can only dedicate 10 minutes one day because of travel or your schedule, that 10 minutes is still effective. I found some studies that showed that even 10 minutes of walking, just 10 minutes, provided two hours of energy. Think about walking like producing power from a standing bicycle. Even after your feet come off of the pedals, they still rotate and produce some power. So the next time you, your team, or colleagues are stuck on a problem or need some creativity or energy, try a walking meeting. Now the second part of this is thinking faster also known as rapid-fire thinking. When we push our brains to work a little harder, our body follows suit. Thinking fast also helps to boost not only our energy, but also our mood. Now, you may be wondering, how do I think faster? Read at a quicker pace. Brainstorm in a group. Learn a new concept. Try pushing through a crossword puzzle fast. So the next time you're looking for a, a boost of energy, but don't have a window for a walk, engage in some rapid fire thinking. Number three, get social. Our social life impacts our energy levels, knowingly or unknowingly. Being social has helped our species to not only survive, but also thrive over millions of years. Direct person-to-person -person contact triggers parts of our nervous system that release a cocktail of neurotransmitters. And these neurotransmitters are tasked with regulating our response to stress and anxiety. So in other words, when we communicate with people, face-to-face. -face. It could help to make us more resilient to stress factors in the long run. Another plus to this social interaction, our bodies generate dopamine, which basically gives us a little high and also kills pain. Basically, our body is producing natural morphine. On top of this, 
Research has shown that social interactions help us feel happier. And this is because we are avoiding feeling too isolated. We feel part of a community and group. We engage in deep conversation. This socialization also helps to sharpen our memory and cognitive skills. All of this conveniently boosts our energy and makes us feel more active. Now, some of you listening may be introverts and uncomfortable socializing. Something that may help this socialization is sticking to smaller social groups. This will allow you to not only feel more comfortable, but also take advantage of the benefits of these social interactions. Some other tactics that may help. Try finding a reason to go out that excites you. Maybe you enjoy board games or yoga or hiking. These things can be paired with socialization. Number four, do something interesting. Ensuring that we have some me time every single day can be extremely healing and energy inducing. Now, some of you may be thinking, wait a minute, doesn't this contradict your last point though? No, because everything in life simply comes down to balance. Too much of anything isn't healthy. And in this case, alone time allows us to reflect and regroup before engaging in more social time. Alone time is necessary to truly rest our body and mind. And the more rest we get, the more energy and creativity we have later. And this time doesn't have to be spent sleeping either. We can rejuvenate our mind by doing some other form of self-care, such as meditation or stretching. Picasso said it best, without great solitude, no serious work is possible. Becoming intimate with our own thoughts and giving them space allows them to blossom. This has been proven time and time again by some of the world's most accomplished creatives. When we're going from social activity to social activity, we don't give ourselves the opportunity to process, process what we've experienced and what's ahead. Processing and organizing this information, it takes time. Being around other people comes with rewards, as I stated in my last point, but it also creates stress because we tend to worry about what people think about us, and we end up ultimately altering our behavior to avoid rejection and to fit in with the rest of the group. Alone time can provide us with space. The more time we are able to process and organize, the less stressful life feels. Things such as walking alone or taking a relaxing bath can greatly reduce levels of stress and anxiety. Because of this space provided by alone time, another opportunity presents itself an increase in self-awareness. Think about it. If we want to know someone better, what do we do? We spend more time with that person. The same goes for spending more time with ourselves. Alone time allows us to cultivate a greater sense of self-awareness, which forces us to face ourselves 
and our thoughts head on, rather than trying to avoid them. Number five, eat in frequent intervals. Eating regular meals and snacks helps keep our energy at an even level. When we don't eat for several hours at a time, our body goes into conserve mode, conserving our energy. Our brain needs a steady supply of nutrients. Starving it of this is starving it of those nutrients in that flow, meaning that we experience those highs and lows. We start feeling sluggish. Our brain has very few energy reserves of its own. So supplying it with a consistent source of fuel becomes extremely critical. Eating in frequent intervals also ensures that we eat healthy. Now, you may be wondering, what is considered regular? The goal should be to eat every three to four hours. That means three small to moderate sized meals and two snacks. In other words, the goal is to just eat enough, but not too much. The intention is that we're curbing cravings and reducing the chances of overeating. So how can we gauge this? Create a simple scale. No, I don't mean the one that you stand on. Create a 0 to 10 scale. 0 being starving and 10 being painfully full. Strive to eat to a level 6. This would be considered comfortably full, but not stuffed. What's critical is that we avoid eating heavy meals. We've all been guilty of this before, indulging in a nice heavy breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and almost immediately feeling extremely sluggish and tired. Why is that? Well, the bigger the meal, the more energy it takes to digest. Therefore, the more our system has to work, which then leads to fatigue. So, The next time you're looking for a boost of energy, remember, your brain needs a constant supply of nutrients. Eating regular meals and snacks ensures that supply is met and also ensures we're increasing our cognitive function, allowing us to tackle any obstacle in our way. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into how to increase your energy. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at the motivated underscore mind and on Facebook at the motivated mind podcast. Don't forget to join me every Monday and Thursday for new episodes. I love you all. And thanks so much for listening. Motivated Mind is a legacy division.